What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning back into Bike Race Weekly. My name is Rick Grunewald, and I'm here with my co-host. Hey, guys. It's Ryan Gerard. And we're back in the studio this week. We are here to talk a little bit about bike trips, tripping with your bike, traveling, doing all sorts of fun stuff away from home. Yeah, so we thought this would be a great podcast because we're going on a trip this week to St. Louis for Gateway Cup. And it was a bit of a process to get here. It kind of started off as an idea, and then the more we looked into it, the more interest we got in it, it became a reality. So we thought, why don't we make a podcast about the best way to go on a trip with your bikes? Yeah, and you know we don't really travel a lot with our bikes specifically, um, so it was kind of a like a logistical process figuring out. All right, how are we going to get? Uh, I guess you could say. Maybe not halfway across across the country, but it's a pretty short trip this time. Yeah, it's it's like six hours away. So but we've but you know in college we've done the twelve hour trips. You yeah. have. Oh yeah, okay, I, have. I I haven't. I didn't. I was I was uh, mm-hmm. I was too too broke of a college kid. That's true. So <laughs> we're gonna talk about that. So I have done multiple trips on for bike races or bike rides. Um, I've been to Kentucky and uh, Colorado, Upper Michigan. So I've been all over the place. So we thought it would be a great topic to talk about. Yeah. So let's get started. How did this come to fruition? All right. So uh, as many of you know, we're going to the Gateway Cup next weekend. I guess it's actually this weekend. That came fast. And it's kind of the last big crit racing weekend of the year. It's pretty well known. It's a four-day Omnium. And, you know, we, we haven't really done any trips with our buddies this year in terms of, like, a bike trip. So we decided, you know what, we're going to get a couple guys together, and we're going to drive down there. Yeah, so we're all uh, fresh out of college. We all got jobs. We all have vacation time, and we all got money now. Yeah, it's great. It's so, a, it's you know, it's like our dreams are coming true. Yeah, so we wanted to do something as, as a group, again, because, you know, after college, you know, everybody goes their separate ways, so it's a great way to bring everyone back together. Yeah, so, so we're... I think I think we were on a little bit of a high after Toad, and we wanted something else. Yeah, this idea kind of came after Toad, right? So, this, it's cool because the Gateway Cup is one of the bigger races of the year too. So I think it's even part of the USA Crit Series at it least is. one of the days, and they've got the whole works, right? It's the fencing, it's the announcers. Mr. Brad Soner is probably going to be there too. Um, so it's fun to just kind of go down for that experience, right? Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah, like I said, it's the one of the last experiences of the year to really get that. So we're piling four guys into a small SUV. We're putting all of our bikes on a, a rear rack and we're just driving down. Yeah. Shout out for Richard for yeah. letting us use his vehicle <laughs> that has two roof racks and a four bike Saris rack. Thank you, Rich. <laughs> so, yeah. So um, we wanted to do this on the cheap. You know, yeah. we all have jobs, but... We're fresh out of college still, so... And I think that's kind of the theme of our, our podcast today, is not only how do you take a bike trip, but how do you make it affordable? Because traveling with a bike can be kind of expensive. Yeah. So, I mean, we're going five, six hours. So, I mean, we're not going to take no, a plane. We're driving. And so that's we're driving. always the cheapest route, drive with your bike. Yep. Find the person who has the best ga- gas mileage, of course. Important. Yeah. Yeah. Or the most willing to put the wear and tear on their car. That too. Yes. Yeah. Again, thank you, Rich. <laughs> <laughs> so the second part was is lodging. So we had a f- yeah. few ideas. Uh, do we do Airbnb? Do we do hotels? Mm-hmm. Do we camp? That was brought up. Yeah, Matt. I'm, I'm going to guess Matthew wanted to camp. I wanted to camp a little you bit You wanted too. to camp. I have okay. an air mattress that works great. So if you're... 
if you're in most climates, camping is a good option. We're going to be in St. Louis. That's going to be real hot. So I don't is know. If, well, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be a hot, sweaty weekend. Oh, is it? For sure. Okay. So I don't know if camping is always the best option, but if you can. It's probably not the best option, but it's a cheap option. Yes, it's a cheap option. Mm-hmm. If you can put up with the elements, you should probably camp. Yeah. So we looked at Airbnb at first, and um, then I found that the race was having a discount on hotel rooms through I think it was Marriott so going through Marriott would be about the same price as doing an Airbnb and I don't know I I like the idea of staying at a hotel that offers continental breakfast yeah I mean you got to factor in breakfast Mm and in the pricing of the hotel I really like to do Airbnbs because they're cheaper but I do enjoy like a hotel sometimes just because there's there's no like the, the check-in process is a little faster sometimes, and you yeah. just, like, go to your room. It's a little bit more secluded, um, especially, you know, we're going to be the, at the same place for a few nights. I feel like with Airbnbs, too, there's always rules you have to look out for. Oh, yeah, for sure. I've had some really good Airbnbs where I literally didn't see the uh, the residents for, like, my entire stay. And it was really cool. But you're also in somebody else's house. And, like, we're going to be, like, sweaty and gross probably yeah. every single day. And we're going to have our bikes with us. Yeah. And some nights we're probably going to be coming back kind of late. Yeah. So it's just good to have your own space. Yeah. And then uh, Richard, actually, thanks, Richard, again. Mm-hmm. He gets a military discount on hotels because yep. he is a in the military. He's a vet. Yeah. Well, you um, know, he's in the military still. He's yeah. still active. Yeah, he's still active. So he um, found a hotel that's on the west side of St. Louis. It's still, it's like a 15 minute drive from the races. Nice. That he got even more of a discount on. So I think for four nights, I think we all paid like $120 each, something like that. So we got hotels booked. It's not too bad. You got to leverage your deals. That's, that's the, the main takeaway there. And if you're really, really on a budget, all right, so cheapest option, sleep in your car or, or camp. Uh, one I have that. slept. I, I'm just saying I have slept in my car before. Yeah. Or, uh, when I was still doing triathlons, triathlons start like oh, at like so six a.m. and it was like an hour drive from wherever I was. So I was like, let's let's see if like my air mattress, uh, my twin size air mattress fits in the in the bed of my Pontiac Vibe, mm-hmm. and it did perfectly. Nice. So I was like, and there's a park and ride a mile away from the the course. So I was like, screw it. I'm sleeping in my car. Um, I'm going to add in, too, that my brother slept in uh, my car with me as well on a twin air mattress, so we got real close. Nice. Yeah. Nice. You guys can cuddle a little bit. But it was a pretty solid okay. night. Um, we, we hung out at a coffee shop, and then at the end of the night, uh, the, the girl who was closing down uh, was about to kick I was like, hey, if you guys, if you got to kick us out, kick us out. And she's like, um, actually, we were, like, robbed, like, a month ago. Like after close, so it's actually kind of nice having people still in here <laughs> while I close because she was the only one there. Oh yeah. And then she ended up giving us all the leftover bakery stuff. Oh man, that's so we got that's a score. Up. So not only did you save on the hotel, but you also got free food. Exactly. Yeah, and exactly. honestly, I, I don't think sleeping in your car is that bad. I kind of like it sometimes. No, it's not bad at all. Because I feel like well, it's obviously cheap, but I feel like it's just your own space, you know? Yeah. Like no hassle, as long as it's not too buggy or as long as it's not too hot. Like it got I, hot. We had to crack, yeah, you gotta we crack the, windows. the windows. Yeah, so that's as long as the bugs don't really get in, it's not too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, Kaylee and I actually one time we went up north to a uh, to a five k race, and um, we completely booked like the wrong hotel in the wrong city. Like we, I have no idea how it was probably my fault. 
So how we far did, away were you? No, uh, we were we were pretty close to like the location, but the the hotel that we booked it in, it was like literally like four towns away. It was Whoa. it was like and it was really late at night, so we just ended up sleeping in like the hotel parking lot. Um, but that was fine, you know. It was just really hot. That's we just and like we wow. had no mattress or anything, yeah. so we just literally reclined the seats and tried to sleep. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And I think you can get kicked out of hotel parking lots. Yeah, for can. doing that, definitely go to a park and ride. Or a Walmart. Yeah, or a Walmart. I tried to cover myself with a blanket to make it look out like I was luggage. But I, I looked like a person. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, yeah. So, we went with that. We found a, a cheap hotel. I mean, for 120 bucks a person for... We essentially each paid for a night. That's not bad. Yeah. That's not bad Yeah, it's not bad. Um, so, then after that, yeah. So, we have our... Our trip booked. Yep. And I mean, I don't, I don't know if we kind of have a plan for each day of racing once we get there. If we, I mean, we we probably have enough time to race, kind of mm-hmm. go back to the hotel, take a nap, yeah. And then you know, explore the city, and then make it back to uh, the race to watch the pro race. Yeah. And for us, like this is uh, this is more of a fun trip. I mean, like yeah. we're all racing. You know, you want to do well, but. You know, it's like it's our vacation too, so we're just gonna soak it in. We're gonna enjoy. We're gonna do some podcasting down there. We are. We're gonna watch the pro race. You know, you might find us at some of the bars after the race too. Who knows? Keep your eyes out. Yeah, and that's why too open. we decided instead of racing like two threes, we're racing three fours. Yeah, because we wanted to do. We, we didn't want to worry about getting dropped every day. I don't want to get smashed. Yeah, yeah, we didn't want to worry about getting <laughs> smashed every day. We want to just be down there for a good time, just, just soaking it all in, enjoying the we, races. If we make our you know our entry fees back, so be it. So be it. Whatever. That's fine with us. Yeah, but yeah. So yeah. So it, it, we're we're looking forward to that. Um, Anything else you want to talk about with Gateway with our trip? Uh, besides that, I just want to mention that it, it was over Labor Day, too. I yeah, think that, that was nice. a huge factor for me. I was like, we can take a long weekend. That's oh, a, for sure. That's a great way to use a vacation day. Yeah, I always try to factor in like Memorial Day or Labor Day. Those are two great weekends during the year to like leverage as bike vacations. Because yeah, you, you, yeah. you get a built-in vacation day. It's perfect. All right, so let's talk about a different vacation. Um, th- so we'll talk about a more distant vacation first. Okay. Off. Yeah, and I think so, I think I'm I'm thinking about taking some kind of okay. bike related trip towards the end of the year because so, our, our my work closes down, so I yeah. I can't be at yeah. work. So um one one trip I've done twice, two different ways is going to Colorado. Okay. So I've I've met our uh, friend Tommy out in Colorado, and I once flew and I once drove. The time I flew. Um, we actually just used one of Tommy's commuter bikes to bike around. Yeah, it was a, I think I remember seeing you a picture of yeah. that. It was a pretty nice, like, uh, downshifting bike. Or da- downtube shifting downtube bike. Downtube shifting yeah, bike. So it, was, it was in, like, really good shape. Though. I remember seeing you riding that. I was like, that's a kind of a nice-looking bike. Yeah, and I brought my own shoes and pedals mm-hmm. and then my own helmet kits and whatnot. So I rode that around, and I did not have an issue. And we, we went up Lookout Mountain. Nice. And then the second time, and then my brother, I think, rode my uh, Tommy's mountain bike. Okay. So we were just enjoying the bike riding. We weren't, like, putting miles in or anything. Yeah. You know? Uh, so, and then the other time, we drove out to Colorado, and that's about a 14-hour drive. Mm-hmm. Um, so we brought our own bikes then, okay. which was nice. And when was that? When did you do that? That was a year ago. That was a year ago. Almost okay. exactly a year ago. Okay. So that, that was fun. Um, Matthew was doing the half Ironman in Boulder with Tommy. Okay. And I was just there to have a good trip. So, you know, when they were doing the Ironman, I went out on my bike and went up like Flagstaff and 
went to uh, the Rafa Cafe where nice. a bunch of pros hang out. That was pretty cool. They had like the tour of Poland on. <laughs> they always have some kind of like obscure. Like, had, if it's yeah. not like if it's not the tour of the Vuelta, the Giro, it's always some like obscure like weird yeah. tour. They 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 purchased like Eurosport or something that has like bike racing on every day. Nice. So, yeah. So, um, uh, both ways. I mean, if you're flying though, the big issue is if you're gonna bring your bike, how do you bring your bike? Oh, because there's yeah. a lot of ways you can do it, and there's not really a good way to do it. So the the crappy thing is regardless of how big your bike is if you if the flight attendant not the attendant but whoever's checking the bags if they if they know it's a bike you get a hundred and fifty dollar yeah. fee which is pretty standard for most airlines i think some yeah. might be more than that actually so you right now right there you have to tack on round trip three hundred dollars if it's a bike right if you're if you're at the airport and they know that's a bike so if you're shipping it in like a bike box that's you know, it's probably going to get dinged as a bike. If you're shipping it in a bike bag that's pretty obviously a bike or a bike-shaped, you're going to get dinged there. Yeah. So you can find some cases. Um, I think Oro case, they have, like, a really compact bike bag mm-hmm. that doesn't really look like a bike bag. I've heard making it look like a massage board. That's works. a common one I've heard a lot of people say is they'll they'll say it's like a massage table. This also yeah. depends on where you're flying out from too. If you're at a terminal where they see a ton of bikes, like I'm sure Boulder, Colorado, or maybe some places in LA or like Arizona, like you're probably not going to be able to trick the the person that's checking the bags. They're going to be like, you look like a cyclist, mm-hmm. and that's not a massage table. Also, quick tip: never have your helmet exposed. That's also a give or a tell. Yeah. yeah, that's it's pretty obvious when you have a helmet hanging from your backpack or something. Did Matthew do that by chance? Uh, no. Oh, wait, you guys no, didn't no, ship no, your no. bikes. We didn't ship or, our bikes. Uh, yeah, that's right. But when they ask what's in this, typically if you say, um, like, oh, it's work equipment. Work equipment sometimes. Because you're not lying. That's true. It's work out equipment. It, or work out equipment. Yeah. Or just, you know, it is, I mean, you could say it's if you're, I mean, because... You, when professional cyclists say it, oh, it's just work equipment. It, that's accurate. That's true. It's accurate. That's yeah. true. And if they open up and say it's a bike, you're like, and well, you say, I'm a pro well, cyclist. I'm a pro cyclist. Yeah, it's my it's my equipment. So and they say, oh, bikes are 150 dollars. Then you just say, okay, here's a because you kind of have to expect right. to get caught. Right. It, it's they're not going to kick you off the plane. You know, like yeah. if you get caught, you with, play the stupid it, card. You, you you play the dumb card, or you know, like you just have to pay it anyways. It's not like you're yeah. you gotta pay extra. It's just however willing you are to uh, bend to the truth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if that's I had you, a pretty good case for it, I'd be willing to bend the truth. Uh, yeah, same. I don't think I'd be willing to try to like fit or like. Well, you don't have a, to pay for golf clubs. That's true. That's, yeah. I think that's ridiculous. So. If you don't want to fly with your bike, I'd say a good alternative is to ship your bike. Yeah. So you can ship your bike before you leave, Mm -hmm. and then you can have it shipped to a bike shop, and they can even, I mean, if you don't want to assemble it, they can just either receive it, or they'll just build the bike up for you if you want to pay Mm -hmm. a little extra there. The only thing about that is that that can quickly become just as, as expensive. It can, but there's also a service called Bike Flights. And I've heard really good things about bike flights. I don't exactly know how they work. It's pretty much magic because they just, they're able to ship bikes for an extremely low amount. Like you can, you know, I think like $50 each each way. Yeah. It's something that it's, I think it's around that cheap, which is really cheap. I mean, Mm -hmm. if you're just shipping a bike normally, it's going to be at least a hundred dollars. Well, that's pretty efficiently packed. It's not um, shipping it. It's Uh actually, it's paying the 
bike shops to disassemble it and then reassemble it because right. that can cost a hundred bucks on its own. So if you're willing to disassemble it and reassemble yeah. it, uh, you you if you use bike flight, so it might cost you around a hundred dollars to both ways, maybe a little bit less than mm-hmm. that, and then you know it doesn't cost you anything to reassemble it. So the essentially the cheapest you can get away with hundred bucks, pretty yeah. much. And then uh, too, what you can do is just go to a bike shop that you might go to quite a bit. And just ask them to save you a bike box. Yeah. Just to reuse a bike box. Most shops are going to be more than willing for someone to take their recycling. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're going to throw them away anyways. Yeah. So it's not that bad. So go ask them for a box. I, I can't imagine many shops are going to say no to that. No. Um, and then just make sure that it's safe. I mean, maybe throw a few pillows in there. Yeah. I think it's really important too to like uh, throw something in the, the um, stays. So like yes. in the fork and the rear triangle. Um, I don't know, like a, a spare a skewer or I don't know, styrofoam or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Cause that can get crushed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's always the issue is even if you're going to ship it or put, especially putting it on a plane, mm-hmm. uh, you know, breaking your bike is a possibility right. and you need to mitigate that risk. Yeah. So, so let's, let's move on. Okay. So I th- okay. So I've got, I've got an idea. It's kind of like the next idea too is, so I'm thinking about going to i don't know if anybody has any ideas of really good places to ride in the winter uh message us or post a comment i'm thinking about like the la area maybe san diego or arizona and i'm not gonna ship my bike Mm because that sounds like a pain in the butt and i'm not very mechanically inclined yeah so what i'm actually gonna do is i'm gonna go rent a bike this that was gonna be uh something i would say too which is surprisingly affordable. So yeah. I looked on one place's website in the LA area, which I, what I assume is kind of expensive. Expensive. And it was still, so for a full week, it was like $200 to rent. Okay. Just an aluminum bike. It was with 105. It had disc mm-hmm. brakes. So, you know, it was a giant. It was a nice bike. Like, it's fine. And I'm just going there to ride, right? Like, I'm, I'm cool with, like, not having the nicest equipment. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's really reasonable. $200, they take care of everything. I just pick it up, I ride it, I drop it off to them. I don't have to worry about yeah. any kind of like travel with my bike. So here's a, here's a question. And this was, yeah. I mean, it's very similar, but this is what I was going to get to as well. Was What is the distance that you would fly uh, and like maybe ship a bike or rent a bike versus driving and bringing your bike? What is the, What is your cutoff distance? I say my cutoff would be around eight or nine hours. Eight or nine hours? Yeah. So if you went to Colorado, you wouldn't want to drive? Boy, uh, it depends on how long, That's I guess. That's kind of what I was thinking. It depends like, on how long the trip is, right? So like, if it's like a two-week trip, I'll drive. That's fine. In Colorado, it's not a bad drive either. It's no. like a straight shot on the yeah, highway. Yeah, so... But I think for most trips, I'd rather just fly if it's like eight or nine hours. Just and if it's a shorter trip too, like I'm only going to be gone for a week. Mm-hmm. I don't want to spend a lot of my time like driving. So yeah, I think I'd fly in those cases. Okay. But I honestly, I really like flying. Yeah. Like, I just like being at airports. I like going through the security. Oh, I hate it. Oh, it's like every part of it is so exciting to me. Like I like being like crammed into like this little airplane. Oh man. Like I'm never gonna be a first class flyer. That I'm goes co- against I'm, everything I, I I'm coached for uh, life, dude. Oh man. <laughs> I hate it's just, flying. It's just exciting. It's like what other point can, like you're literally like like going hundreds of miles through the air in a tiny little container. Like it just it's a cool thought to me. Uh, see I have the same issue with flying as I do with like other people driving on like longer drives is like 
you I, I don't know anything about planes and I think this is a huge issue with it <laughs> is like if I'm like you're like floating in the air and if something were to happen it would be completely out of your control well yeah like you're just yeah. now just like a passenger on a plummeting airplane so eight hours is your limit yeah eight or nine hours okay. and I, I don't feel like driving anymore. okay I would say Colorado is my oh, limit also it depends on how many people that you're with like if you can switch okay. drivers and you have a comfortable vehicle I mean, I'd be willing to go up to like like twenty hours oh, okay. if you've got multiple drivers. It's a comfortable vehicle. Everybody's getting along pretty yeah. well. Like, dude, six hours with you, Matthew, and Rich is gonna be like nothing. Yeah, it's like, gonna be bad. It's not gonna be bad at all. You throw in a few five hour energies. Yeah, maybe you know some energy drinks, some coffee, get the music going. I know Rich likes some like like techno and dance music. It's all it's all gonna be good, man. I mean, we're gonna just gonna be partying down there. Yeah. So, uh. Eight or nine hours. So your trip to LA. Uh, the next thing I was gonna say. Oh yeah, was, yeah. My possible trip to LA. A possible trip to LA. Yeah. One thing I've always kind of wanted to do was Velo Guide. Yeah, I've heard cool things about. I, Velo I don't Guide. know how expensive it is or anything. I assume it's like uh-huh. fifty dollars an hour. And I'm bad at finding routes. Like I. Yeah. I typically look at maps, and especially I, in LA. Yeah. So the first thing you should do if you're going somewhere new and you're for a riding vacation, if you're not using any like Velo Guide resources, which Velo Guide is a service that they have people that are going to take you on guided tours. Yeah, I believe they take. It's yeah. essentially supposed to be pros that take you on. So they're fit. You the, can go as fast as you want. Yeah. And you, they take you on the roads that the locals ride. Yeah. So you want to figure out, if you're not going to do that, you want to go to the bike shop and be like, hey, where's the good riding around here? Yeah, that's like, a good one, too. We used to work at a bike shop, and I would say there's no good riding in Wisconsin. You can argue that there's some in like the south uh, southwest part of the state, maybe. Um, but I, I think compared to like a lot of other places, the riding in Wisconsin is not I that great. I think the one benefit of Wisconsin is how many just uh, county roads where zero cars Yeah, you on. can ride anywhere. That's, that is what's cool. But we you can would ride have, anywhere, but just it's just pan flat. Yes, that's, that's what I mean. But we would have maps of like local routes. Sorry. Thanks for breaking my light, Rick. That, it was not your light. That was my, my empty bottle of sparkling water. Can you give me another one, by the way? I see some in your fridge. Yeah, yeah. No, no I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, anyways, uh, yeah, we would have maps of routes that were just made for people that were passing by. If anybody asked, like, where was, where was the good riding, we had, like, the, the best routes that were yeah. just on deck. One thing I do, too, is go um, try to find people on Strava. Oh, yeah. Strava's a good tool to utilize. So what you can do is look up a KOM, find the people who are top 10, and they're typically locals. Mm-hmm. So just go to their Strava, especially if they're a pro. Especially if you're going to Los Angeles, you know, yeah. the people who have the KOMs are probably going to be pros. Just look at the routes that they typically take on a training ride yep. and choose however part parts of that route. Yeah, that's a, that's good. And especially if you take the KOM, it's great because they'll get an email and they'll be like, who's this guy? Never heard of him before, you know? <laughs> so that's kind of an, an added bonus. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was recently in Las Vegas a couple weeks ago. And I was staying, so like there's the strip and then there's kind of like the surrounding area. There's the city. But if you, on, you know, from my hotel room, I could kind of see like all of these mountains around the city. And I thought to myself, I wonder if the riding in um, Las Vegas is any good. Like I wonder, like you're, you have a, an aunt that lives out there, right? Yes, yes. Has she ever said anything about like the riding? No, no. Um, but I, what I do know is Dan Bilzerian, 
yeah. you're familiar with him. Yes. He bet, I know what you're going to say. He made like a million dollar bet that he could bike from uh, Las Vegas to like Los Angeles I in just, 48 hours. It's weird you bring that up because I literally just saw the video yesterday. Really? About him he was on, making um, the bet. He was uh, Lance, on Joe, Joe Rogan's yeah, podcast, yeah, and he talks about yeah, it exactly. quite a bit on there. The, he, Lance Armstrong coached him. Yeah, Lance Armstrong helped. So Which, funny enough, <laughs> when uh, he, when he first met, first met Lance, he's like, so what shit am I taking? Yeah. <laughs> what kind of drugs are we going to do? Fully expecting him to help yeah. him out. And Lance is like, and no, Lance we're not did doing not that. have any part of that. Well, and... and so Dan Blazerian, a lot of people probably don't know who that is. You might. He's like a big poker player. He's also a, just a like jacked guy. He's like yeah, two hundred and twenty pounds. I don't know. Just so muscles. He's, he hangs muscles. out with and he hangs out with Instagram models. Yeah, he's huge. Um, and he's he's like a millionaire because yeah. of his dad. But he he had to do this challenge in like five weeks. He had five weeks to do it. So yeah. like Lance really didn't coach him. He just basically made sure that he didn't die. And it's like. 200 or 250 miles it took him 32 hours to do yeah and they bet he like he made bets and then like side bets and then it eventually accumulated to like a million dollars yeah because i think the initial bet was just to do it was like six hundred thousand dollars i think it was 250 oh okay and then he kept making side bets yeah and then it like somebody bet like that he wouldn't die or that he'd die or something yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah. bet against that but he got a whole police escort and he got to ride on the main highway from Las Vegas to Los Angeles. So yeah, and I just listened to the episode. They got he got the escort outside of uh, Vegas, but they didn't, they couldn't escort him on the main highway outside of like the mm-hmm. county limits. So he said there was like cars that would like whip past yeah. and like cut him off and like and, and he obviously these people didn't know who he was, but like he was like it, he was scared. Like, yeah, and he had a pace car like I think majority of the time. He so had, that yeah, helped a he lot. Had a, too. He had like a pace car. Um, but this is a guy who's been riding a bike for five weeks. Right. Getting he a pace car. He literally, his biggest worry was making sure that his butt, like, didn't hurt him too bad to finish it. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we go to Vegas, we won't do that. But I do wonder if there's, like, any decent riding around the area. I think there is. If anybody's from Las Vegas, let us know. Because, yeah. you know, we, we're both big... Uh, I wouldn't say big. We we enjoy gambling a little bit. Glory goes to those who gamble. Correct. Correct, Ryan. All right. So um, say you're going to Los Angeles and you don't need to think about a budget. Okay. What what How do you go about it? Do you get like a nice... Um, like a nice Airbnb? Do you get a nice hotel? Do you stay outside the city or do you get like a beachfront property? So if I... Well, yeah. So if, if LA... If I'm going to LA... I can't think of a possible situation where I don't have a budget because it's an expensive city. It is. So, yeah, I mean, if I don't have a budget, I'm probably just staying at, like, a really nice hotel, preferably close to the bike shop. Preferably – okay, so I'm trying to find a hotel that's close to the airport. No, 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 no. Excuse me. I'm trying to find a hotel that's close to the good riding spots and also close to the bike shop that I got the bike from. Mm -hmm. That's optimal, right? If I do have a budget, I'm definitely going with Airbnb because okay. LA is expensive. So, are you looking um, like would would you look for a place that's close to? The, would you spend time on the beach? I guess. Oh yeah, I or guess are that's you, a like, good. Riding that's, every day. That's a good point. Yeah, because um, you're on vacation. Yeah, I don't know the city that well. If I'm if I'm, I'd assume that I'm probably with like some other people. Yeah, you know, I think you go out your ride what maybe four or five hours a day, just enjoying the riding, nice long rides, and then. Yeah, I think it'd be fun to like, you know, just go to the, you know, for that, 
go to the beach afterwards and then, you know, hang out at night, do that kind of fun stuff. Because, yeah, you're right. Um, you know, some people might go on these trips as, like, a training camp and, like, be really serious about it and just be, like, legs up after all the riding. Uh, but I think it's important to enjoy it, you know, especially if you're not a professional. If you're taking vacation, yeah. you know, you got to use that time to, like, reset yourself, right? Like, don't be too serious. Don't don't be doing intervals on, like... Yeah. Unless, like, unless it is a training camp, but, like, you know, just, just ride. Like, enjoy yeah. it. See, I think, ideally, for me, I wouldn't do more than, like, three hours because I, I also kind of want... I don't want to be sore the entire time. That's true. And it's kind of a balance between yeah. um, riding a lot and being able to do stuff that's not Other riding. Things. I feel like if you're doing five or six hours a day, you mm-hmm. probably can't do anything else but ride. Yeah, and I might even take, like... I'm, if I'm going for, say, you travel one day, then you travel on the last day, so five days, I might even only ride for three days. So here's, here's my ideal week of riding. We're going to use this theoretical L.A. location again, but you, I think you could kind of apply this to anywhere you're going. Say you have five days. I think that's pretty standard, right? Mm-hmm. I think the first day is um, kind of like a medium ride, yeah. like not super crazy. So you're doing maybe like uh, two and a half to four hours for, okay. for me. That, that's what I would do. The next day, it's kind of like a longish ride. I think you're doing three or four hours. And then the middle day, your third day... I would say maybe wake up in the morning, easy coffee ride, uh, just chat, maybe meet up with some local people, kind of ask them about the ride, the routes, and then put the bike away for the day and go to the beach and just kind of hang yeah. out. That's your recovery, fun vacation day. And then the, the third day, I think is, or I'm sorry, the fourth day, that's when you want to get some more miles in, maybe three or four hours. And then that, that last day, you know, if, if it's your last day there, yeah, maybe do like a big five or six hour day. Oh, really? You do a big day, big day the last day? Like, last day before I leave. It's like, you know, all you're going to be doing is sitting on your butt in the airport, mm-hmm. right? So who cares if you're tired? See, I think on the, see, I would, I think I would do something similar. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the last day, maybe cut it like half the time, like two hours. Then so you can enjoy that last day on the beach, just relaxing before, you know, you got to go back to work and whatnot. So you're saying like maybe the fourth day is like your big day of riding after yeah, that yeah, rest yeah. day. And then the fifth day is like, you're like, yeah, let's ride, but let's also enjoy the vacation. Let's, let's yeah, let's just soak in the, the entire week. I can get that. Yeah. yeah. I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, that's, uh, I think that's, that's it. That's our trip. You know, that's how you do, that's how you do a cycling trip. That's how you do a cycling vacation. There's, there's some tips for you to keep the, the cost down. Um, I think we're gonna we're gonna be keeping our costs down this weekend, but we're still gonna have yeah. some fun. Yeah. Um, uh, actually, one last thing. Um, yeah. What up? do you do for food? What do you do for food? I mean, do you, that's a big question. So, like for Gateway this week, have you yeah. thought about it? I mean, are we eating out every day? Do you think like bringing like a rice cooker would be a good idea? Well, I think I'm still trying to keep it on the cheap, cheap. Right? I agree. Yeah. Like I don't want to spend a lot of money. I would say we're gonna be there for four days. Four days. Four days. I think we could maybe do like one good meal a day. I agree. Like maybe, yeah. or maybe like one, two or three good meals the entire time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And outside of that, I'm down with just like really easy kind of snacking, munching. Like uh, Subway? Yeah, like Subway. Just like, or, you know, just like buying some groceries oh, yeah, and yeah, making, yeah. making our own sandwiches mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Peanut butter and jelly. I mean, if you really want to be cheap, you could just get a loaf of bread and a, lo- a jar of peanut butter and some jelly. And that can be your, your food on the bike. You can have that mm-hmm. for a couple meals a day. That's kind of what I was thinking, actually. Yeah. And you're you're cheaper than I am. Yeah. So yeah. I, I'm thinking that you're probably going to be eating a lot of PB&Js this weekend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. So I think that's the podcast. Yeah. That's a wrap. All right. We're going to keep it short and sweet today because we got a bunch of content coming to you. 
That's at right. At the end of this week while we're at Gateway Cup. Uh, check out our Instagram, bike underscore racing underscore weekly. That's right. We're going to post a bunch while we're at Gateway. And also, we're going to try to add a bunch to our YouTube channel. Yeah, we do have a YouTube channel. We have one video on there right now. And it's actually some GoPro footage from you doing a race last year, Ryan. Yeah. So uh, we want to do kind of like a weekend vlog. Uh, the Something like that. We might do it, yeah. Ideally, we get four videos out. Um, but, you know, that could become one video. This is our first time doing it. So yeah, we wanna, we're, you know, we're all about trying new things at Bike Race. Yeah, we want to try some new things. Uh, we're going to hopefully get some interviews with the pros. Yeah, and for anybody that's going to Gateway, uh, come talk to us. Hang out with us. We love meeting, like, just new people in general, but especially people that listen to the podcast. That would be pretty awesome. Yep. And what's the YouTube channel called? Uh, I think it's Bike Racing Weekly. Same okay. thing. All right. Yeah, so go follow us on Instagram. Go follow us, follow us on YouTube. Uh, go follow us on Facebook. We always update when our podcasts come out. Yeah, subscribe to us on iTunes. Make sure that you're the first one to get the podcast. Give the first listen and the first review. There you go. All right, thanks for listening. Bye, everybody.